Thank you for stepping into the narrow room. You can find me on Instagram at Adele Levine and on YouTube at Adele Levine, where I post weekly videos to help you with tools on all types of things in spirituality. And you can also find me on Amazon, my book, Peering Into the Narrow Room. And remember, follow yourself, follow no one, listen to the inner voice, and I'll see you soon. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was like, hi, hi, is this on? Is this on? Um, welcome back to The Narrow Room, peering into The Narrow Room with me, Adele Levine, intuitive and medium, and me. So I'm going to continue it on this style. I've gotten a lot of awesome feedback from you guys that you like this one-on-one, -on -one, me just sitting here telling you, spinning out things that I know on my YouTube channel, which if you're new to my podcast, you can check out. I do put, post videos on different subject matters like this, but I feel like here I can get a little deeper into things and, and kind of be a little bit more personal in that kind of way. Um, as YouTube, you know, that platform is very like, it's kind of like Google. It's really a search engine where people want to find information and they want to know the information and they want to leave. Whereas a podcast, it's a little bit more like us sitting down, having a cup of coffee. That's how I want this to feel like. Um, and me just telling you the things that I've learned and seeing, you know, if it works for you, if it doesn't. I asked you guys to send emails to me and you did emails you sent, which I'm happy. Keep them coming. So if you have questions, which I'm going to be answering um, questions today that I was sent, um, send your emails to the narrow room at Gmail. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. The narrow room at Gmail. I don't know why I keep forgetting. Like I'm literally checking now because I'm trying to keep straight that there was one time I cut things short. Um, yeah. And it was on my Gmail because peering into the narrow room is my Instagram, but the narrow room at Gmail is where you can send your questions. I wanted everyone to also feel free to rate, say things, because if you rate on iPod, I think that's what it's called, or Spotify, which I notice a lot of people are listening on or anywhere. If you put a review and things, it does kind of bump up this to be seen. But, you know, I'm not really too worried about it, but it would, I like to hear back when you're putting stuff and stuff out there, you're like, is everybody, is anybody getting this? So you guys have been DMing me, which I love, and you've been emailing me. Um, just to remind everybody again, I will, I may not be able to get to your DMs if you're like, Hey, I had this experience last night in a dream. I mean, you know, I'm kind of not like, you know, Zaltora where you're like, put some quarters in, <laughs> Dale's going to tell me stuff. So, um, but I really think people don't realize that my interaction with people, meaning like knowing what I'm doing, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to drink, I'm, I'm just drinking plain water today, guys. Actually, plain water with lemon. No, actually, sparkling water with lemon. Mm-hmm in a new awesome glass cup because I got, I went out into the world. We're going to get to that because I went into the world guys. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, but I just wanted to, um, say that, you know, just so you know, 
like try to remember that I don't mind answering kind of general questions that everybody can learn from on this podcast. But if it's a personal, like this happened to me, I'm probably not going to answer it. Or if I do, don't feel offended if it's more generic and I and I send you to my um, website for a reading because I don't like, one, I don't like to just say things flippantly like, oh, this is what this means. Two, it is what I do all day is read. Um, so I really don't want to read people on a DM. <laughs> so just saying. So if you have questions though, you're like, hey, I've had this experience and you'd like me to share it on this podcast. I love that. And I'm happy to answer in that form and fashion of, well, this is what I feel your experience means and things like that. So yeah, so let's get to the subject at hand. I just want to throw it out there. I wanted to do a podcast on the humanity of the spirit world, and I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down to what I mean by that, what I mean by that in a nutshell, um, before I want to jump into a couple of topics today, um, that I feel that people tend to create... Uh, it's, there's a lot of misinformation, but also there's an idea that the spirit world or spirits, people who die are kind of like angelic or all knowing or all, um, kind of almost like instantaneously have all this wisdom. And I want people to understand that the, what I've learned from that realm is that when people die, they realize that they, they died they have a, a realization that this has happened. They assess and realize that they're in this other realm. They also assess and realize that they're still very much um, conscious of, of themselves and they're really who they are. The core of who they are is still who they are. However, people um, have to grow and learn. So they don't have an instant knowledge like, okay, that's it. Now I instantly know how everything works in this other realm. There is no time there, meaning um, there is no time doesn't exist. So time is circular and instead of linear. So meaning here we look at time as forward and back, like back in the past, this is what happened. This is the future. And now we're in the present. However, um, in that realm, since all time is one, there is no time. So when they're looking at their life and they're looking at things that happened to them and how they live their life, they are looking in the quote past, but they're feeling it like it's the present. And the reason why that's important for people to know is because the humanity of people when they pass is that they are feeling their life as a human. They are going through the emotions and everything that they feel and what they experienced and how you felt about them. So kind of imagine like you get this glimpse of your life, but you also can see it through many other people's eyes, what they were feeling, what they were going through. When we're here in this place, we're very distracted what we're going through and how we feel and what the skin we're carrying and um, the burdens we're carrying. And so although we love and have compassion and we want to help, that is something, believe it or not, even in these times, I know it's hard to believe that we are still trying to strive to do as people, um, it gets hard. It's much harder. But when you strip away the hardship of this world, you know, the nuts and bolts of what makes this world concrete, 
we really do want to achieve that. And in the other realm, you're able to do that, but you are still human. You are not some all-knowing being. You are not a god, goddess. You are not um, all-knowing. And just kind of imagine that when you pass, you are coming from a place of um, a student, right? And when I say there's higher beings and I talk about higher beings, I'm talking about professors. I'm talking about people who have been in that realm and are professionals. Like they have learned it back and forth. They are very well educated and experienced. So they are ancient in that way. So whenever I talk about the higher beings, it's just the idea, kind of imagine someone who has been in this realm for thousands and thousands of years, so they've really come to understand it quite well, versus to someone who's been 20 years. Even though there's no time, there's still an an access to understanding knowledge. So when I say you're a student, there's only so much people can comprehend, believe it or not, even when they pass people can only comprehend so much. And then they learn that and they accept that and they kind of get that. And then they move to, okay, now I'm ready for the next level of knowledge, which is how we are here. That's why I want you to understand the humanity of the spirit world. I don't feel the spirit world is ever looked at in a humane way. I know this sounds weird, but it isn't when people are going to hauntings of houses, and I'm doing air quotes if you can see me, and things like this, they're kind of approaching it like these aren't human beings, that these aren't people who died, who had families, who had friends, who um, you know, had a life and had a full life and they passed. They treat it like they're just some kind of woo-woo, you know, disconnected type of, you know, weird being. And I feel that is a problem. I recently did an online seance. Thank you to all that came. It was quite a, quite a big group that came. And when I do a seance, it's different than when I'm doing a medium gallery. Medium gallery is when I'm trying to, you tell me who you want to talk to. I keep all of the others at bay and I speak to that person. <clears throat> In a seance, I'm saying, you know, I'm not going to keep everybody at bay. I am only asking for people who are connected. Sorry, I have to clear my throat. Excuse me. I'm going to drink out of my new cup. <laughs> my new glass, which I love because it's like a glass. I just noticed it has hearts on it. What? What? How did I not notice that before? Anyway, it's a glass with a lid. Basically, it's an adult sippy cup. That That's, that's pretty much, this is where I am now. Is this who I am? I'm having like ice with lemon in this glass. I feel like I need to just be sitting on a porch somewhere. Um, okay. So actually I have been sitting on a porch. Okay. It is all completed. Um, but yeah, so um, when I did this seance, it's, it's kind of the thing is that I am allowing those who are connected to you to just all of them. So when I did this online seance, I had someone who was like, I did not expect my ex-husband to be here. Surprise, surprise. Um, They're, you know, someone's like friend from when they were young, you know, showed up, you know, when they were in high school. And 
it's not really like a showing up. I'm not bringing them there. I'm basically saying, listen, I am usually people don't pay attention and they don't hear this realm. This realm is here within our realm, but we tend to not see it or feel it or pay attention. So what I'm doing is opening the gates is turning the volume up and then turning the volume up more and then turning the volume up more. So people feel things, they get headaches in not a bad way. They just feel the pressure and the energy. And I'm always like, this is what I feel all the time. So welcome to my world. But when I'm reading, I'm keeping it at bay from you and I'm keeping it all the other energies at bay, and I'm holding very strong this person I'm speaking to only in medium readings. So that it is the difference. And so the reason why I bring this up, one, because I wanted to thank everyone who came, and I'm doing an in-person seance with Mystic Dylan on Wednesday. We're doing one. It's already been sold out, but it's a very small one we're doing. Um, and uh, that that I wanted to mention it for those reasons, but I also wanted to mention to show the humanity. And the reason why is because when I'm doing these, I'm very respectfully saying, listen, here's my rules. Here's how I'll do this. But thank you so much for like talking and hanging out because I'm treating them as people. I'm not treating them as are you there? Knock on the wall, do this, do that. You know, I'm not treating them as something removed from humanity. I'm treating them as people who have emotions, who have feelings, who have died, who've had lived, um, who want to be respected, not treated like a freak show basically. And I feel that I have a problem with seeing if people do this a lot with that realm because to me, I'm very respectful and accepting because this is someone's grandfather who died. This is someone's friend who died. When people think it's like cool and like, Ooh, something's going on and it's like cool. And they just only care about a paranormal aspect. They're not seeing that these, this is someone who passed that someone loved someone cared about um, maybe they weren't even loved. Maybe they weren't cared about and they passed. But these are people with lives. And after they pass, they're people who lived um, in this in this world. And now they're learning a different world and they're trying to understand it. They're not like these gods and goddesses, as I said. They're not all knowing. So I feel like it's a problem to me when it comes to that. The other part is that I was, sorry, you guys are listening to me while I reached for some lotion. <laughs> I hope that's okay. Um, but the other problem is that people aren't really um, understanding that people are who you knew them to be, but kind of imagine if someone you loved, Pat, you know, went on a world win, you know, trip around the world and they went to all kinds of, all types of places, they're going to be changed. Let's say they were gone for 40 years because that could be the equivalent. Like even if someone has passed for five years for them, since there's no time, it could feel like 25, 30 years. So they could learn a lot in that time, you know, is what I'm saying. So they grow and they change. Maybe 25 is 30 is a little long, but the point is, is that it, their time feels a lot longer and they grow and they change and they shift. So yet these are people who are growing and learning. So I feel like when you're thinking about 
the people you love who've passed, remember the human human side of them. Remember how you knew them. You talk to them like you knew, you know, like you would have talked to them when they were alive. You don't suddenly tiptoe around them and say things in a weird way and be scared to talk to them and be weirded out about how they're going to feel about something. If, if someone, you know, you were upset with someone because of the way they passed, or if you're hurt and they suddenly appeared at your door, totally intact, I'm sure you'd be first really like, freaked out for one, let's face it, but you also would be, um, there was like a TV show about that. Like, I, I think it was called like their back or something. It was a really weird TV show about people that supposedly died, but I guess were really taken by aliens and they just like appeared and their family members kind of handled it a little bit too easily. I can't remember the name of the show, but I it couldn't get into it because of that. It was just not very... Well done, like a lot of these shows are. Um, but anyway, so you would then be going, hey, what happened? What did you do? What's going on? So let's just say, let's just say, let's take away the part of the person past. So someone just left and vanished out of your life and you were worried about them and you're upset about, you know, you're upset and you're worried and you're hurt. If they re if you realize that you can connect with them again and suddenly you're like, hey, I'm gonna send you this text or this email, you're not gonna be like, Oh, okay. Well, I just want you to like let me you know, send a text whenever you feel like it. you'd be like, Hey, where the hell were you? What's going on? You treat the people in your life who have passed just like you would treat them here. I know that you can cry and you can grieve and you can have pain and you could be upset and you can um allow all of that to come out for sure. But then if you're like, I really want to just say certain things that I'm upset about, feel free because this is how you connect. How you connect to that realm is you connect. You can't connect to someone if you aren't emotionally connecting to them. So if you emotionally are allowing whatever you need to say to come out, and you're emotionally allowing you yourself to um, feel free to let out what you need. The hard part is you're going, I'm saying all this, Adela, but I don't know if they feel it. I don't know if they hear it. And whether you want to believe me or not, this is just my belief, and this is what I've come to understand thus far. They do hear you. They do feel you. But you will feel them. You will feel what they're saying. Now, you know, one of my favorite ways is music. And I did this with someone recently um, who I miss who has passed. And I know she can hear me because she was a magical witch. Um, And she's, um, and I read for her and knew her very intimately. And so I know what she's going to be able to do to let me know. And boy, did she do it with different songs one day in the car. I mean, it was literally like she was just talking because each song, it was probably about three songs and then it stopped. And which is kind of how that realm works. It's like, this is enough. You got what you need. I'll come back another time. And it was literally like the lyrics were like, she was just talking back to me. Now I can hear her if I want to. I can hear people telepathically, but I like those tangible things just like you do. I like those, those ways of feeling like they're here in this realm because that's the humanity. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though you, I can feel them and hear them in that realm, the humanity of, 
of, of the spirit to me of the person who died of talking through a song. It's like, it's like capturing that magic that you feel when you're happy to be, you know, out with friends or, or meeting up with family. And you know that like, wow, I'm having this like cool moment. And, um, I don't know, is there like noise going on? I hear some noise going on. Um, hold on one second. I'm like checking. Okay. Yeah. It just has to do with the cats. I don't know if you guys can hear that um, and all that. So um, I feel like that. Um, okay. It's dishes. I figured it out. <laughs> There's dishes being done. Maybe you guys can hear it, but I can hear it pretty loud. Sorry about that. The humanity. There you go. The humanity of life. Dishes being done. Um, yeah. So I feel that people need to remember that if you, connect with the idea of that you are connecting to the humans in your life who have passed and even the pets in your life who passed. So humanity just to me means break it down to, to the realness of who they were. When you're approaching it, like you're speaking to some, you know, all knowing being and all, you know, magical being, then did you know your um, friend like that? Did you know your mother like that? No, you didn't. You didn't see them like that. You saw them as who they were. And which is why it's important to me when I do readings that I'm using, you know, their humor or they're using the way they would talk or the words they would use because I'm trying to get you to feel connected, but you can feel connected to them as well. If you talk to them in a human, in a, like, like they're there, like they're, they're them, not like they're this mystical being. And that I feel is missing a lot when people are connecting to their families and friends and loved ones that people have passed. And that's why I wanted to cover it. Um, so I hope that makes sense. I also wanted to say, speaking of a psychic and speaking of future and time moving, you know, like in a circular motion, um, I watched the show now, the movie, I want to get it right. Cause I think I got it. I think it's called arrival, right? Um, because people had asked me, have I seen Arrival? Because I'm, you know, a medium and a, a seer. And yeah, it's called Arrival. And I'm a little behind because it's, I guess I just looked it up. It was out since 2016. <laughs> um, and I didn't get why, but now I get it because of what I do. And it's also a movie about aliens. Although it's like a really weird version of aliens. Um, I don't want to give it all away um, for people. Maybe you're going to be curious like I was and watched it. And I did watch that movie to those who have asked me in the past. And it is about time and how it moves front and back, which is how I see time. Um, there's a lot of noise going on. Hope you guys aren't distracted, but now there's like, there was like a big motorcycle. I don't know why, but it feels like there's a lot of noise happening around me um, today. But yeah, so it was very interesting, but there were so many holes in this movie to me. First of all, I'm going to do a next podcast I want to do on, 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 on time and aliens and stuff. I want to do a podcast about the next episode I want to do about that type of thing, you know, about 
ETs and, and interdimensional beings. I've done videos on it, but I want to do a podcast on it. So that will be coming up and I'll probably dive deeper into what I've learned from those beings um, in that podcast. But what I did want to touch on is the fact that about the time and how time there doesn't exist and how she is trying to convey that to people. Um, the way they, I'll get into it in the next podcast because I want to, you know, I'll get deeper into it in that podcast, but the way they show time to me, even though they were trying to show it as it's circular, I still feel like they were showing it linear. Uh, they were still showing like past and future. They were showing it like she was living all times at once, which I, I get, which I guess I just gave it away. So sorry, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, it's a big spoiler alert because they take a while to get to it, but I'm not spoiling why and how, because trust me, you're not going to figure it out by me telling you this. Um, you'll think it's just, you know, her talking to the aliens. Trust me, I didn't spoil too much, but yeah, I kind of feel like that's not how that realm works. So I just wanted to to say, I just wanted to drop that little, I just want to drop that in that I am going to talk about that movie and talk about time and, 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 and the other realm. Now to me, the quote alien realm isn't any different than the spirit realm. Okay. As when it comes to time. And what I mean by that is there are, a, it's beyond this physical realm that we're in of walls and floors and bodies and, you know, that type of thing, you know, the limitation of the mundane material world here. So in, to me, the spirit world and that world that, we, you know, we're discussing the ET world is the same. There's no time. And the idea of that there's no time is because there's no physical part that's stopping them. So when people pass, the reason why they don't need time is because they don't have a marker of time. They don't have a body that's growing old. They don't have a body that's decaying. They don't have um, things around them that are growing old or changing. Now, I feel that as we evolve and we're like learning technology and we're learning things about how to not that not be the case. We're living longer than we used to. Like when I was younger, someone who lived to be 75 was a pretty good age. Now that would be considered okay, not great because people can live to be in their nineties. And by the time little kids are born today, they're going to, they say that the alpha generation, which is the little kids, it's not the Z, but the ones behind them, the little ones like zero through, I think like 11, um, they're going to, it's going to be completely normal to live to be a hundred. And so I feel that I'm saying this for a reason. I feel that as we learn and understand about cells and how things work and how we can change the aging process, we're going to understand time better. And as we understand technology shows us how we can be in existing in more than one place. Like I said before, you're listening to me right now. You can also you know, go and see my Instagram. You could see me on YouTube. Not that I'm saying you have to see all these things about me, but my point is I'm existing in more than one place, right? I have a piece of me existing in more than one place. And I'm also existing here in the space I'm in, in IRL in real time, so to speak, right? But 
if you only were able to see a video of me and you didn't know that I was existing in this, in, in, you know, my house right now, and you only had a knowledge and understanding of me in that video to you, this is where I exist. Kind of look at it like when you've grown up loving someone in a movie and you love them and you watch them and then you meet them in person, it weirds you out because you're like, I know you as this character in these clothes, (laughs) saying these lines. And now you're sitting in front of me, just this person, you know, in jeans and a t-shirt and you're this person. It's almost like you're looking at people in multiple lives in two different worlds, right? And I'm dropping that in because if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm dropping that in because if you, um, I'm trying to explain what I feel that they were trying to say. But the problem is that when they try to look at time, they're like, oh, you're living this life. Now you're living this life. Like you're living all of the timelines at the same time. I know that's a theory people believe in that maybe we're living the same timeline. But the other thing, and you know what? I'm just going to have to say spoil alert because I'm going to spoil the movie. Sorry. But the other thing is she, with her psychic ability, so spoil, 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 spoil. <laughs> she was able to see the whole future of her child. Now I can tell you the reason I have a problem with that because that's basically someone saying, I already know everything that's going to happen. That's basically someone saying there is no choice, there is no will. And that's why there was a lot of holes in that movie to me, because she did have choices that she made. And if she had made other choices, but she's thinking she's making choices only based on things like it already happened. So she, so she makes it, it's like all happening at the same time, basically. Um, I don't really see things that way. I see things that if you choose to pick up this cup and you drop it, and you know that you might drop it, you go, I might not pick up this cup and I might pick up a different cup and a different sequence of events happens. But if I do, oops, sorry, I hit the table. If I do pick up the cup and I drop it, another sequence of events happens, right? It's not really that this is the only way it's going to happen no matter what. And this is what people believe a lot of times. And this is, this is to me what this theory was being someone who can see the future. You don't, that's basically saying there's destiny and this is the only way things are going to go. And there is no other way. And I just don't sit well with that. And that's to say, when it comes to the spirit world, when they're able to help guide you and say, Hey, listen, Joe, I want you to go this way. I want you to do this. And I want you to do that. I'm helping. I want to help guide you this and this and that way. It's not saying it to you because this is the only way you need to go. Because if you don't, everything goes to haywire. It's like, well, I see this possible way that could make things a little bit easier for you if you go this way, but you don't have to. So let me tell you a little story real quick to explain this. Um, two things. I was watching a documentary on today, and this is tied into what I'm talking about. I love documentaries on people's lives and different lives people live because this is me. I love people in their lives. And I like to see things through people's eyes because this is how I feel like we learn. This is how we should learn, but most of the time we're only seeing it through our own eyes. Um, and this woman, it was about this young man who, who was a uh, singer and a writer, and he did a story about his mother's life. Um, 
who um, worked at this place that was um, a stripper bar in, um, I think in Oklahoma. And I totally just blanked on the name. Maybe I'm for some reason, maybe I'm supposed to, but it's called the red something. So if you've seen it, drop me a line and let me know. Um, yeah. So she had this really crazy life that she lived as a stripper in this really honky tonk world. And in the seventies, it was wild drugs, alcohol, rock and roll, the whole nine yards, like everything went at this club. Um, and they kind of lived their life wild and all the girls and how they kind of created their own family together because they were people who didn't have family, but it was a rough life, like a very rough, tumbly, like, but exciting for them when they were young until they had children. And when they had children, they decided, obviously it changed things. But the point of that movie was that she had many times where she could have made other decisions and different things and different directions she could have went. Is it that, and not just her, but the other women, they had lots of things they did wrong and things that, you know, meaning like things that made their life very hard and difficult and rough. And it took them a long time to get to peace in their life where now they have their house and they live with a partner that they're settled with and they've settled into it. And they're happy and they wake up and they, you know, have this kind of really simplistic routine. And his son's point, her son's point of view was really kind of about the idea of like, do do you have to wait this long to be happy? Is this how long, like he's happy for her, but it was a rough road for her to get to this point. Like she burned both ends and her point of view is like, I really wouldn't do it any other way because this is who she was. This is how she was built. So she didn't see how she could do this any other way. Um, For her, this is how she learned her lessons. This is how she grew. And she admitted, this is why she was so cool. Like, you know, hey, maybe I could have did it differently. I know that as a mother, I, I just was going for, you know, getting a C, a C and not an A plus. I just wanted to try to find my way. I was young. I was, you know, high and I was doing this and I was doing that. And she wasn't delusional of thinking that she was just going to like wake up one day, clean it all up. She just couldn't get there that quickly, but she made steps to do that. And she slowly did change herself into this new life. And my point is, if someone could come back in time and tell her, hey, listen, you're going to go through this. You're going to go through that. You're going to go through this. You're going to go through that. Your son's going to go through this. Your son's going to go through that. If the spirit world did all that for us, it wouldn't work. (laughs) It's not supposed to work because it is our journey. It's our decision and free will of which directions we're going to go. Does it mean would everything have turned out differently for her if she knew everything ahead of time? Probably not. And it probably would be worse because she would now be having in her head everything she did. She wouldn't know how to act or how to live or how to be. And so I feel that when people are so concerned about the other realm going, oh, okay, they must know everything. They must have all the answers and they can help fix everything. They're not supposed to help fix everything. They're they're supposed to help guide you because like that woman, if she had known all of these things, most likely she wouldn't believe it 
even if she could see it, maybe, maybe she would. But the point of the movie was this woman knew the whole life of her child and she was going to have the baby anyway. But I don't feel that would happen. That's my point. You either would block it out and say it's not true and you couldn't believe it, or you would be really screwed up. How could you do any parts of life? Humanity is what we're here to be. And part of humanity is flaws, is missteps, is mistakes, is sometimes we just stumble. Sometimes we don't know what the hell we're doing. And even though I've seen most of my life, I've used my sight to be able to see things in the future. I don't get to see everything because I have to live here. I have to have life experiences. I knew my mother was going to die, my aunt who raised me from a very young age. I didn't understand when, I didn't understand how, I didn't understand why. But did that prepare me really for her death? No, not really. Maybe a little bit more than most people, but the humanity of having to go through her passing, I still had to do that. I knew I had a vision of my uncle, who I call my father, three years before he died. I had a vision he was going to die in three years, told my family they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. By the way, just so you know, that doesn't work either. If you see things and you run and tell people, that doesn't work very well. Um, And I really didn't want to believe it, but I did. And he did die in three years. My father was already not well. And Um, but at the time I didn't really know how not well he was for one, for two, I don't see that about people just walking around. Nope. Um, I only see that about in my life because it affected my journey and my path very much like that movie. It's about me and my journey and my path. So it really isn't something I'm just walking around seeing for other people. But my point is, did it change certain things I did with him? It did. I did have a knowledge um, and I did, um, you know, talk to him a little bit more, a lot bit more also. Um, But um, I don't feel like I changed my decisions. Like I didn't like move home and decide that I had to move home right away um, or anything like that. And I feel that I learned from those experiences is that, yes, I'm used to seeing, and it's a blessing and a curse to see these things. I don't think it's always a blessing, but did it take me or remove me from the grief and the pain that I had to go through? It didn't. And that I still feel to this day, it doesn't. And I feel that that's the thing about the humanity of our experience, that us experiencing being human in this world. And also for you to understand that the humanity of the spirit world is that they love you. They want best for you. They want to help you. They want to save you from those dips and falls and, and save you as they can, but they don't have the all understanding and their big picture knowing of why you need to go through these lessons. What is the deeper meaning of these lessons? Where is it going to affect? Now, in that movie that I'm talking about, now we're going back to the documentary. Um, in that movie, um, I feel the son, right? He went through this tumbly, crazy life with his mother. 
And he understands life differently. He's saying, as a father, I want to raise my children now in this healthy, um, awake, you know, present and um, life and world. I don't want to go through the rough and tumble and then come to the peace on the other side of it. I want the peace now. But then he's able to share his mother's story of what she went through and the things, and she's just raw and she's honest and she's real and she isn't victimy about it and she's a badass and she probably helped progress things for women today in a way she probably doesn't even understand. Do you see what I mean? The domino effect and how it all connects. And that's why we can't look at people like this person's terrible and this person is better. However, it does depend on what you do with it. It does depend in this world if you can realize that I could have gone through all this, but can I grow? Can I evolve? And that's where it leads down to. It's not about the mistakes. It's not about the missteps. It's about when you have those, are you willing to grow and evolve? And that is what happens in the other realm. People see their mistakes. They see the things that happen to them. And they have to choose about whether they want to grow and evolve. Okay, so I want to get to a couple of emails. So I hope that made sense. Um, I also wanted to say that I stepped out into the world. Uh, I actually went to a restaurant, which was crazy. I got my eyebrows waxed, which was crazy. I'm fully vaccinated. Um, And obviously, I wore masks the whole time, of course. And um, I did I say I went to the mall? I went to the mall and it was really weird. And the thing that I did find going out into the world is that people are still a little weirded out. By the way, all the restaurants are completely packed. The stores, not so much. So I just going to drop another little thing in that I'll do a podcast on about how our world's going to be changing over this next year. And we're already seeing seeing it where I feel like the ordering online is still very big. I saw so many stores close down, so many store people aren't rushing to the stores like I think people thought they would be or hope they would be. Weirdly, people are wanting to socialize. Not weirdly, I guess it makes sense. People are definitely wanting to socialize. That's why the restaurants look like they were packed with people together, like which was interesting. Like I ha- I could feel the energy of how happy people were to be together. And that energy is strong right now. So it's just been interesting stepping into the world. I feel like I don't know how to talk to people again, though, by the way. I feel like I'm like an awkward person. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to get to the emails. Um, So we have a question from, um, I'm just going to use the first name again, Hagen, I think. Um, He said, I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan of your work and it really helped me. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. Keep it up. Thank you, Hagen. That's awesome. My question is, when you see, when you were a terrible person in life, do you get any sort of punishment in death? I know that's really biblical. That's a very good question. And it ties into what I just covered, which is I did on purpose. Um, when people do terrible things, there isn't punishment. We're very used to punishment because what I've learned from that realm is that punishment is not taking responsibility for your own growth and your own involvement. In other words, when you punish people, you're basically saying you can do whatever you want and we'll figure out your punishment. So oftentimes people are like, listen, I'll just do whatever I want then, you know, <laughs> and I'll be fine. And I guess I'll figure out what the punishment is later. That is how most people are. However, if you teach people that 
your behavior and the things you do affect people, which is the lessons we're learning just now, meaning how we all handle ourselves in this pandemic, how we care about the other person, our action affects someone else, um, how we are is going to affect someone else, what we do to someone. That is not something we get as much. And what I mean by that is that hits you more home. So for instance, when I was talking about this documentary I saw, which my brain is still, should I like Google it? I'm going to Google it. Um, Hold on guys, I'm Googling it. So it's called Red, should I do like Red Stripper (laughs) Bar, Oklahoma, Okla, 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 Oklahoma. Um, oh my God, I spelled it wrong. Um, Oklahoma documentary. I don't know if this is going to really come up. Let's see. Um, oh, Red Dog. It worked. Google. See? Google is kind of like the barbaric version of this collective consciousness to me. Um, but yeah, so... Um, it's called Red Dog. Yeah. Um, check it out if you want to. It was an awesome documentary. If you're into documentaries. Um, in like in that in that movie, what I thought what I love about these type of, of documentaries is that it's talking to people and all their behaviors and the son's, you know, coming interviewing his mother and other people. And it's basically them all realizing all of the stuff they did and how they lived their life the way they wanted, but knowing it did affect, like they weren't thinking of the effects of their behavior at all. They were just doing it and living it and living it. And as we have grown as people and having consciousness in this place, we're realizing, hey, we have to look at our behaviors and the things we're doing now and how that's going to affect people and how that's going to affect my family, how it's going to affect me. This is a new way of being. This isn't the way humans have been most of the time. We just ran and went to war. I mean, we are still like this, but we are at the tip of the consciousness. And to me, the pandemic was a way of going, are we going to be aware of each other and what affects one affects all? Because that is how the other realm works. So to answer your question, Hagen, people have to look at their lives and see what they did and they have to feel it all hitting them. So whenever you hear people talk about hell and stuff and they say people are screaming, I feel what really it is, is that it's your own private hell. You're feeling all the pains and all of the voices. What I mean by that, you hear people's thoughts and their feelings of all the people you were cruel to and everything you did to that person. And some people say, I want to choose to face it. And it will be a very long journey of hundreds and hundreds of years of evolving my spirit into something else, right? However, some people don't frankly. And there are people, and those to me, that is to me more what evil is. And even quote demonic energy is when someone's saying, I just don't want to grow and evolve. I'm going to stick to this and I'm going to stay. The dark just doesn't mean evil. The dark means I don't want to see the light. I don't want to see the light. It's just a consciousness. I don't want to have a a, a clear understanding. I don't want to see things for what they are. So people will have their own torture and live in their own hell that they create of their own if that's the road they choose. And don't think just because when someone does all these things that they pass and it's just like, hey, everything's cool. No, they have to face every single person and feeling. And when 
I've talked to people of past who have just lived a typical life. It's hard for them to do. Believe me, it's hard for these people to do. Okay. The next question is from Ryan. Hi, Adil. Loving the new podcast format. Thank you. I was thinking about your onion analogy for a physical plane and the spiritual plane. Have spirits told you about any other planes of existence, other layers of hunger in the same way that our spirits may be fulfilling soul purpose on this plane? Do spirits have goals or purposes they are trying to fulfill or move into another form of existence or another plane after being in the spiritual plane? Okay, I just want to be clear. I don't really believe we're coming here to serve a purpose. I feel that we are built who we are. And this is the core of who we are and who we are. We can be in this and it affects other people's lives and we can have an effect in this world. Other, The other part is, I, I have no idea how many planes there are. If anybody's going to tell you, yes, there's 10, I mean, that's basically saying I can solve all of the quantum physics math problems or something. I think it's ridiculous to claim that. I would never claim that I know. I have no idea. I believe there are multiple planes, but I think people are too caught up in like how many planes and because that's, that's a limited, again, think of the humanity of the spirit world. That's a very limited, like there's 10 planes and there's two up and there's three down and there's four to the left because that's what we understand here. We understand limitation. We understand going somewhere and leaving somewhere and something beginning and something ending. But you have to understand this is a state of consciousness and this is a state of being. So Basically, when you're dropping your body, you're taking away the physical part of you so that you can have just the, the, the consciousness part of you existing and you don't need it in this realm, in this other realm. So I feel like people need to not worry about how many planes because I, I think, again, that's basically making it very, very um, simple to me. It's like saying, well, there's 10 and this is how they are because that's what we, uh, that's what we do here. And I, I feel like you just have to understand that you're not going to know how many, and that's not important. What's important is understanding um, more about stretching your consciousness to understanding that in these realms, it is not like this realm and we don't have to limit it to it. We are not like coming here, serve a purpose, and then we die and we go to the spirit plane and we serve a purpose. And then, you know, I don't see it that way. I feel like the things are constantly moving and growing and evolving and you're always evolving and growing. So you're in the spirit world you, it isn't like separated from this world. It isn't separated to other worlds. It isn't separated from this realm. It isn't separated from other realms, but your understanding of how you're seeing it will change. Just like a child can grow up in a house and the house looks giant and the doors look giant and they look like scary and the basement was scary. And then you go back as an adult and you're like, oh, really? The house is actually small. Um, the basement's actually not scary because my perspective and understanding of things have changed. So I hope that answered that question. Um, so this is from Douglas Olson. Last Monday, I lost my best friend, Alex. She passed away as I held her. I know you've covered it on YouTube channel, but I guess I need reassurance. Do your animals, especially the ones that you are emotionally in tune with, go to the other realm, just like us when we humans pass? I felt her energy a few times and a song played that I resonate with my mom's dog as we both were just talking about our best friends. Can animals do that with music too? 
Thank you, Adela. Been a fan for a year now. Keep the good work. You are kind and been very, oh, very helpful. Thank you, Alex. Oh, no. His dog, Alex, is the name of the email. Okay. His dog, his name is Alex, and this is Douglas. Thank you, Douglas. Um, Real quick on the animals. Yeah, you can go ahead and check out my YouTube on that. I also wrote, put it in my book, Peering into the Narrow Room about animals. And a lot of these questions, by the way, are in my book, Peering into the Narrow Room. You can get it on Amazon. Um, also, you can also get it in Old World Emporium now. Um, yeah, animals definitely go to the same realm. They're in that realm we discussed. The difference with animals is animals just don't have an emotional problem with death. It's really interesting because I did a reading um, for someone who was a vet who actually helps animals pass. And she, everything I said, and it wasn't an animal reading, but everything I talked to her about, what I've learned from animals, she's like, this is exactly what I've tried to tell people for years and years and years. And she's more the animal expert. Um, but they just don't have an emotional problem with passing. Animals see that realm. They understand that realm. They get that realm and they see it when they're here and they can see it and go, I want to go there. I want to go over here. And so when they pass, they're very non-emotional. They're like, yeah, I had to go. Animals are more here for you. So you're upset because we like to possess things. We like to possess our people and our animals and we want to hold on to them because we need them but they don't need us as much as you uh, need them. So when they pass, they're like, I'm good. I'm cool. As far as music, I really not really haven't experienced much like that with, from animals, to be honest, I feel that probably could be more people that are close to you who have passed, maybe who want to help you out, um, feel better. Animals tend to be non-emotional, but they tend to do more things like make sure you get another animal and they kind of help bring it to you and bring that your way. Even when you feel like you don't want it, animals see themselves as they are here for us. Um, they're here to show us how kind we could be and how cruel we can be. They also are here to help teach us about the planet because they know it much better than we do and they're built for it. So when they pass, they're like, they hold on and do everything they can for you because you're having a hard time. If they're, if they're needy, it's because you're needy. If they're bossy, it's because you're bossy. It, and they also teach you things to, as well. Like maybe you need to be more brave, so they'll be more brave. They are a hundred percent empathic in the real term, not the way people use it. Like I just feel things like they become you and absorb a bit of you and reflect that back. So yes, they will definitely hear you and feel you and they have no problem with it, but don't worry about them. They're not, they don't have any emotions they have to solve. The, the only difference between them and, and the other, and people in that realm is they don't have to like resolve anything or solve anything or anything like that. They are just, I'm here. I'm good. Let's go. So that, I hope that answers that question. But again, I have a video on it. I have it in my book and, um, I hope that helps. Thank you guys so much. I was going to go shorter time today, but we had a lot to talk about. So I hope this all was pleasurable. It sounded kind of weird. Um, I did a vote on classes that you guys wanted me to do. And there was a big one on beginners of spirit communication and reopening the third eye was kind of second runner up. So I'll be posting classes for the month of June. Let me know if you want me to do another seance in June because people really liked it and they asked me, but I'm not sure if people want it this quickly. Let me know. Um, 
go ahead. I might do a poll on that. I'm still offering 50% off of my readings um, because, yeah, I was right that the world's a little rough because I've been out in the world and I've now seen it firsthand. It is still rough out there, guys. People are still struggling. I don't think people understand, but people are still going through it. Um, so I'm going to be extending that with the code PEACE, P-E-A-C-E. Thank you guys so much. Follow yourself. Follow no one. Listen to your inner voice, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for stepping into the narrow room. You can find me on Instagram at Adela Levine and on YouTube at Adela Levine, where I post weekly videos to help you with tools on all types of things in spirituality. And you can also find me on Amazon, my book, Peering Into the Narrow Room. And remember, follow yourself, follow no one, listen to the inner voice, and I'll see you soon.